Nokips. <laughs> it's it's incredible to me that um, Brad Bird voiced Edna Mode. Yeah, I had no idea. That's it's fantastic. I love Edna Mode. Yep, that's that's getting in and getting your hands dirty. I think. Mm. Um, Go fight, win. <laughs> I love Edna. She's great. I know, darling. I know. Um, but before we get into all that, we have some bullshit. I believe. We do, yeah. Um, uh, please. I was going to say spin the wheel, but it's 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 six a.m. If you don't want to spin the wheel, you can just make the noise with your face. What do you take me for, Lewis? The wheel will get fucking spun. Okay. I don't care if I'm lit in lit a, a a hospital ward or something. <laughs> uh, Daniel, you're fucking dead with that fucking wheel. Um, <laughs> um, Jared Leto's Joker. Yes, he has returned for the Snyder Cut, supposedly. Doesn't he? Well, yeah. I mean, there's no supposedly about it. He has. Um, I haven't seen the Snyder Cut. Have you seen the Snyder Cut? Well, I was debating whether to like get HBO Max for like, a free no, trial fuck no. and watching it, but. I have a VPN, but you need to let do all sorts of shit to get into that, and it's mm. four hours long. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, it is four hours long. Um, I, <laughs> no, I think um, it's yeah. If if you don't want to pay for it, I think it's ethical. It's like <laughs> if you didn't want to pay for a new release Disney movie, I'd say that's ethical because like yeah. Is giving money to Disney really a good thing in our, in the world? No. I don't really think so, no. if I'm being entirely honest. No, not so, morally, yeah. anyway. Um. No, um, so yeah, Jared Leto's Joker. I think um, the key aspects of his performance are um, doing sex crimes against his fellow performers. Yep, that's... And that's... shouting, a honker, honker. That's um, another good bit. Yeah, and, and yep. when that film came out, everyone was like, you... you... You need to give him more time. Uh, he hasn't had enough time to give his performance. And in this one, he says, Oh, if you kill me, who's going to give you a reach around? Uh, so that's... So he's got Lovely. his... Of course he does. Yeah, yeah. So that's all he needed was some time. Some to time flesh to make out. a joke about reach arounds. Yep. yep. Of course. Of course. Now, it's, now he's amazing. <laughs> It was just a haze um, that fell over me when I saw it for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's a, it is kind of hilarious, this, this sort of insane culture that actors have to do a ridiculous amount of prep work for the Joker. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if people were like... Can you imagine, right, if Jared Leto got cast in a new film, it was like an indie film, um, and he's playing um, John Q smith or whatever yeah just, just some some guy in this film and he's like oh no yeah to get into character i had to um send dead rats and used condoms to my co-stars in yeah. the film and i had to and you'd say sorry what jared leto that's fucking insane that's Are really you, weird. have you lost your mind yeah that is utterly ridiculous um but because he was playing the joker it's completely fine and it's like, oh yeah i mean that makes perfect sense mr leto why would you not want to do that wow that's so method wow what? The Joker has never sent, as far as I'm aware, in the history of comics, a used condom to let yeah. one of his teammates or something. That has never happened. Yeah. Mm. And I've, I mean, I mean, this might just be my personal reading of the comic, but um, I've always kind of viewed the Joker as vaguely asexual. It's like, it's just not on his list of priorities. He's much more concerned with just causing chaos. Well, he has Harley, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, but that's like this. I always viewed that as more of a sort of toxic power struggle than it was a relationship. Yeah, you know what I mean? that's true. I'm not saying I'm not like I'm not saying goals or anything. Like that. <laughs> um, God, that fucking got me when when Suicide Squad came out and people were like idealizing the Joker and Harley's relationship. Yeah, like, no, 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 no. He did throw her into a vat of acid. Yeah. Perhaps that's not relationship goals. <laughs> yeah, rather than like, focusing on that, everyone was like, "Oh my God, he jumped in after her." Uh, he <laughs> killed her and then jumped at like what? <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Yeah, it's um. I, I feel like if I threw my wife in a vat of acid, <laughs> I would expect her to leave me, because I don't think I I, I don't think <laughs> it's a sustainable practice in a, in a relationship to throw your your significant other into a vat of acid. No, I mean that 
we don't usually get political on this show, <laughs> but um, this is a stand that I'm happy to take. take. Yeah, don't throw your significant other into a vat of acid, okay? Yes, Cheers. if you could at all avoid it, um, please do not throw <laughs> it. Oh God, it's um, <laughs> it's it's. It reminds me of I forget the wording of the tweet, so I'm going to completely butcher this joke. Um, of like um. It's it's like the American healthcare system of like, we need to pay every month to stop the orphan killing machine from killing orphans, and nobody asks, well, why does the orphan killing <laughs> machine exist? Yeah. Why why does that even exist? It's it's exactly like that. It's like, oh well, he jumped into the vat of acid after it. Yeah, but why is there an open topped vat of acid exactly. just available for jumping into? Can you not? Why can you not unplug it? Is there not a? <laughs> can we not drain it into the sewers or something? <laughs> Is there not an off switch for the orphan killing machine? Is it, is it oh, Wi-Fi God. powered or something? Fucking um, hell. Um, I, yeah, it's... Yeah, I, I get what Jared Leto was going for with his, with the, like... I get that he was going for a more gangstery type Joker than a Force of Chaos type Joker. And, I mean, I'm all for alternative performances and different readings of the same character and stuff. Yeah. But um, I just don't think it landed. I haven't seen Snyder's Justice League. Um, it might be fucking brilliant. Jared Leto might make the movie, but I'm fairly sure he only has like a one-scene cameo or a two-scene cameo or something. Yeah. Um, I, I really don't know. Um, maybe it'd be good. Maybe it'd be bad. I, I know I didn't enjoy it in Suicide Squad. No, me um, neither. Um, oh, but Danny, he's lying on the floor with knives and guns around him. You can tell that means he's crazy. Yeah, he's he's taken the time to like neatly position all these knives in a very specific way that encompasses him at the centre of it. He's so mm. unpredictable. He's crazy. He's no oh, rhyme or reason to his action. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I've got a question for you, which is not at all to do with um, to do with, with Jared Leto or the Joker or the Snyder Cut or anything. Mm. Um, right. This is a bit of an internet meme that's going around in the minute. Um, God, I sounded like a fucking boomer then. <laughs> this is an internet meme. A meme. Uh, a memester. A meme. <laughs> um, right. Who would win in a fight? Godzilla or King Kong? Oh, man. Um, there is, I mean, right. Here, let, me, let me lay out the power set for you. Okay. Uh, King Kong has the powers and advantages of being a big monkey. Yeah. Um, he's got big old teeth. He can scream real loud. He's uh, good at punching. Mm. He's furry. Um, he is a big monkey. Yep. And um, Godzilla is a nuclear-powered lizard from, like, prehistory. <laughs> and he can shoot lasers out of his mouth. Um, I think there's only one real contender, if I'm being completely honest with you. Right, okay, so the reason that this debate is, like, really <laughs> annoying is because people are, like, taking it so seriously as if like, there is like, a right answer, whereas like, both of those creatures would just collapse if like, any sort of semblance of reality was like, given to... Gravity would yeah. destroy yeah. both of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine like, 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 fucking King Kong trying to like, lift the weight of himself? <laughs> like, he, would fucking, he would just tear himself apart. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I probably just have to go with King Kong because what I like the underdog, you know, and he'll probably yeah, well, that's true. He'll probably win anyway. Oh, do you know? No, do you know who'll win? Actually, no, he probably will because he was like, he was like kind of humanized in Kong Skull Island, so yeah. he'll probably win. Do you know who will win? Who? No one. No one will win because they'll have to keep both of them in a stalemate so that they can use their money printing machine over and That's over true. again yeah you know or maybe it'll be um it'll be king kong is just about to win and um godzilla is like laid out on his back on the floor his, his sort of head is resting against some sort of steps in a confusing building that doesn't make much sense <laughs> and then um and, and and king kong will have like a spear tipped with a glowing rock yep and i'll have his, his foot on on um on, on godzilla's chest and king kong will have to hold the spear i'm liking this and um and and Godzilla will say, um, roar, 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 which roughly translates to um, save Martha. No, and um, and and King Kong will say, ooh, ooh, ah, 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 ooh, 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 which uh, roughly translated from um, from Big Ape uh, translates to why did you say that name? Yeah. Why did you say that name? 
and um, then they'll become busy mates because of their mums. Yeah, Godzilla will say, "Save Mothra," and and <laughs> he goes, "What?" I'm pretty sure didn't didn't Godzilla kill Mothra in the previous? I think so. It was one of the old ones. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I tell you what, I fucking loved that Godzilla movie that came out in what was it, 2014, and Brian Cranston was in it, I and Aaron Taylor Joy. I thought it was shit. What? It was really good. Godzilla was barely in it. Yeah, but I think that was kind of good. Why? I think it like because there was like it's it called Godzilla. Made it more scary. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that's a good point. But like, you look at things like um, like Peter, the original Robocop with Peter Weller. You d- the the thing that makes um, Robocop a bit more sort of grotesque is that you don't see him for ages. <laughs> like yeah. at the start of the film, he's like he's behind obscured glass, or he, you, you're looking out of his eyes and stuff like that. And then when you finally do see him, you're like, "Fucking hell, that's kind of grotesque in a funny way." Mm. I think that it kind of made Godzilla more scary to have constantly have this thing be from like you're inside a a Godzilla bunker with all these these civilians. Yeah. And the doors are slowly closing and you just see like a Godzilla foot crush a car as he's walking down the road sort of thing. Maybe I'll need to rewatch I think it. Sort of made him a bit scared. Plus the theme song for Godzilla is a fucking banger. The um, <laughs> it's um it's on my work playlist. It's a fucking banger. Um if you get the chance anybody out there re-listen to the score from that movie. Um I don't know who composed it but they did a fucking brilliant job. Maybe I'll give it a rewatch then. It's just mm. like plus, yeah. Go on. Uh, no, it's just um, you put like Godzilla in the title. I suppose like everyone's like maybe wrongly, just like they just want to see like Godzilla destroy stuff. Maybe like mm. people mm. forget that there's room for like nuance and sort of like maybe more of a character-driven story with that. But I don't mm. know. I'd, I'd I'd have to rewatch it because I saw it ages ago. I'm pretty sure Brian Cranston dies like ten minutes in or something. It's like oh, something really weird where like he was big and famous at the time. You're like, oh well, he's going to be in this film loads then. Yeah. And then he just isn't, and it's like, well, this is really fucking weird. <laughs> Why are they carting him off? <laughs> he was really good. No, yeah, no, I'll give it, I'll give it a watch. But then I find, yeah, no, you're not going to find out who wins because no one's going to win. <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna spin this off. They're gonna milk this until it's dead. And then mm. bring something else back that they had no business dredging up, and and ruin that as well. Like, or maybe they'll um they'll make a film which is um sort of sort of serious, but there's also some quips in it, in which um Tom Cruise will be a sort of a soldier slash archaeologist, and um he'll he'll run into Russell Crowe, <laughs> who is um running a laboratory. Um, and also has like a condition where sometimes he gets like really angry and 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 has superpowers, <laughs> and um, uh, and, and he sort of has a different personality when he's angry and has superpowers too. And then Tom Cruise will be like, "Oh well, I've I my friend died, and now I'm seeing him all over the place. I'm like being haunted." <laughs> and then Russell Crowe's like, "Oh well, come and meet um, <clears throat> I've forgotten her name." <laughs> Well, I watched that movie and I forgot that actress's name. She was in Kingsman, wasn't she? Yeah, um, your bit is falling apart, Lewis. It is, yeah, fuck. Did you ever see Jekyll by um, Stephen Moffat? Uh, I did not see Jekyll by Stephen Moffat. Did you see it referenced in the H-Bomber Guy video? I did see it referenced in the <laughs> H-Bomber Guy video. Um, Sophia Butella, yeah, and uh, Sophia... Oh, you continue with us. ...in the other room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've got Sophia Butella in the other room. Um, maybe she'll be able to tell you something about it. Yep. And then she like... Oh, I can't fucking remember this film. She like turns into sand and then kills everyone. <laughs> and then a big face turns up over London. And then the end credits say, oh, it's a Monsters Universe film. And you go, oh, they're making more of these. And then the film was a box office flop, so they don't make any more. <sighs> wow. That's the end of my bit, Danny. Come on, let's carry on your bit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Maybe we should just move on to the Incredibles now. <laughs> no, yeah, but um, they made another Jekyll and Hyde one that was all right. Um, I think it might have been called Jekyll Hyde or something like that. All right. Um, it, oh, it was like a BBC effort. Let me Google it. Um, it, it was a TV series. Um, oh fuck's sake. Uh, BBC or ITV or fucking something. Um, I can't remember, but yeah, they did make a um, 
Yeah, they made like a sort of a mini a mini series in which there was like quite a few sort of vaguely recognisable actors in it, mm. um, and it was all right. It wasn't great. Mm. It was sort of the story of um, of of young Frankenstein in a strange way. Um, <laughs> like um, the main character was like, oh, um, my uncle, um, Doctor Doctor Jekyll. Um, has recently passed away, so I'm going to go to his house and have a look around and see if there's anything I want. Oh, there's a secret laboratory back here. Bloody hell! Oh. And it was it was kind of that, um, but it kind of worked because they kind of worked in some other Victorian monsters and crap, like Springfield Jack and all that sort of stuff. Oh right, okay. Um, it was a bit weird, but I quite enjoyed it. That sounds interesting. I, need I mean, to... you could tell it was like done on a done on a TV budget. Like I remember thinking that Springfield Jack costume looks shit. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, it was it was all right. Yeah. Oh well, I need to give that a look. Wow, we've 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 traversed the wastelands <laughs> of bullshit today, haven't we? We went from we have yeah. It's it's like yeah, definitely. Um, but I think I'm, I think I'm out. Are you out? Are you sa- satiated? Um, I am satiated. Yes, I'd like to talk about the Incredibles now, please. Excellent. Um, well, in case you didn't realise, uh, we're doing the Incredibles, Uno, and uh, go on. Uh, yep. Go on, Dan. What's what's two in Spanish? What is it? Dos. Dos. Yeah, dos. <laughs> Uno and dos. Yep. <laughs> Fucking hell. I d- I can't. I I can't believe I didn't. Anyway, uh, <laughs> haven't you been to Mexico? Yeah. Hmm. Pick up a bit of Spanish while you were there, or no? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I just, I just enjoyed the f- the food and the sunshine. Even, as you do, even, as you do. even though it rained the whole time, oh, I was lovely. yeah. It was hot rain though. It was nice. Like a sh- oh, nice, sh- like, like a, a shower, like a garden hose. Yeah, like a garden hose. What? Yeah, like a hot garden hose. Okay. <laughs> a garden hose next to a fire. A, a, a hot a, a garden hose that comes from the hot tub. Uh, yep, that's the one. Nice. That hot tub we all have in our back garden. You want? What's your opening statement? <laughs> I better do the credits first. Um, oh yeah. This these two films were written by a uh, Brad Bird, and are directed by Brad Bird, and they are starring Craig T. Nelson, Holly Hunter, Sarah Vowell, uh, Spencer Fox. Jason Lee, Samuel L. Jackson, Bob Odenkirk, and Catherine Keenan. So yeah, indeed they are. Um, I remember how excited I got when I learned that Bob Odenkirk was going to be in the second one. I was like, oh my god! Yeah, you know that Jonathan Banks, who plays Mike, is um, what's his name? The guy who uh, erases people's memories. Is he? Yeah. Oh, nice. I didn't know that. No. Well, there you go. Very cool. Um, two very charming films. About the suburban life of superheroes with family-friendly jokes that are still very funny, as well as two compelling villains that are actually very good commentaries on social issues. Yeah, um, you're you're completely right. It's um, they are charming films, as all Pixar films are. The animation style is obviously gorgeous. Yep, and um, I think <clears throat> there's something sort of effortlessly brilliant about these films. They're sort of so it's. I'll get into this more in my actual CRQs, but they have a very powerful message while it's also just pretty colours running around. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I really like these movies, obviously. Um, Okay, should we move on to CRQs? Yeah, definitely. Super duper. Um, Right. Pixar sequels, I find, are sort of fun romps with heartfelt cores. Yep. And Pixar, sort of, the first films in a Pixar series are We Will All Die One Day, Love Your Close Ones. (laughs) <laughs> have you noticed this trend? No. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to elaborate on that. Right. Okay. Take the Cars films for example. Yep. There's three of them. First one is um, Lightning McQueen goes out into the desert and discovers the meaning of life. Essentially, yeah. he's like, "Oh no, I need to slow down. I need to appreciate what I've got, and all this sort of stuff." Um, the second one is a spy film with Michael Caine in it. I I would like to be completely transparent. I really enjoy all of the Cars films. Um, And the third one is Lightning McQueen is like, I was going to say he's on his deathbed. That's not fucking right, Jesus. Um, He's like, he's sort of learning. He's not as fast as other more modern race cars. He's like, oh, I I wish I was faster and I wish I was like better. And then he sort of passes on the gauntlet to um, 
this person that's like a sort of a superior race car to him and he's like you're you you're gonna have more of a career than i had i i believe in you sort of thing and it's like a heartfelt story yeah but like my point is that the second two were about like lightning mcqueen sort of loving his friends and having a great time but the first one was about lightning mcqueen is on a self-destructive spiral um and he will kill himself or die trying yeah if we don't intervene and then he's like oh no i've discovered the meaning of life in this small town in in the middle of nowhere um i i I think that's what a lot of pixar films are they sort of they start (laughs) off with a meaning of life type movie and then the the sequels are sort of fun romps like yeah i I struggle to think of a pixar movie that is not meaning of life e um i get what you mean with toy story and that like like it's it's all about sort of woody appreciating Mm. that he isn't Mm. you know the you know, the only toy out there and let, let hates Buzz at the beginning and then begins to let really like Buzz. Um, Monsters, Inc. Uh, I have not watched Monsters, Inc., you know. It's one of, it's <gasps> somehow, it's a film that has just evaded me for, oh <laughs> for, for years goodness. and years and years. Even when it's on at, like, Christmas and stuff, I've only ever managed to catch the, like, the last two seconds of, of Mike and whatever he is. Yeah. Well, I won't, I won't spoil it for you then. Um, I don't, I don't care. Well, well, I do. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, it's a yeah. I think this is. I mentioned this the other day because we're we're talking about super secret project Delta for um Void Number Seventy. Yeah. Um, and I was saying I don't care about spoilers. I think it's um it's one of those things that because somebody spoiled Endgame for me on social media. Like I I clicked on the comments of a post and saw it. and I was like, oh fuck. Um, and I saw the spoilers. So now I and I I still watched and enjoyed the film. So I, now I kind of have a a more meh appreciation. So that's your for spoilers. Yeah, that's your villain origin story, is it? Yes, <laughs> it's my super villain origin story. And now every day I wake up and I I try to hunt down that person wherever they may be. Yep, it's like Doctor um, Doofenshmirtz from Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. One day I lost a toy train, and now I'm evil. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Doctor Doofenshmirtz and Perry the Platypus. Every good hero villain story can be told with their relationship with each other yeah absolutely like um even um because they have this mutual respect as well it, it's like a weirdly profound relationship for a kids tv show uh, it's it's the humor is like it's it's enough for adults to get it as well mm, you know mm, mm. it's like they make jokes about like oh i can't i can't even just get like, the, the humor is like very sort of mature for for the sort of tv show that it is yeah and like um there's, there's silly jokes like um dr doofensmirtz says the saddest day of my life was the day i was born neither of my parents could be bothered <laughs> to show up <laughs> and stuff like that but then there's also sort of slightly less silly jokes where like um perry the platypus will burst through a door or something and he'll be like that was a solid oak door have you any idea how much that costs yeah <laughs> i only have so much money perry the platypus could you please pay for this he's like or or Doofenshmirtz is like working on the, one of his innators and uh, mm. Perry shows up and he's like, oh, Perry the platypus? I, I was expecting you in an hour. Uh, okay, how about, um, how about, uh, you, you captured me and I try and escape and then I try and then, uh, what's his name? The head of... Oh, I've got no fucking clue. The guy with the moustache, you know, the, the white moustache? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a, the guy, I, yeah. Oh, Perry, you've, you've captured Doofenshmirtz. Normally, you fight and then he captures you. We mixed it up a little. Uh, <laughs> stuff like that. That's, that's really funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Um, what that yeah, has yeah, to do with the Incredibles, I have no clue, but there you go. I suppose it's kind of about superheroes in a funny way. Yeah. Perry's kind of a superhero. Doofenshmirtz is kind of a supervillain. Yeah, fair enough. I'll give you that. Mm, mm. Um, I've I've got some I've got some serious stuff, but we'll keep that to the end. <laughs> oh no, I've got some serious stuff as well. We can do some serious stuff. Okay, you go first then. Okay, um, there is something very powerful about Bob feeling that he has to sort of fix everything because he's sort of the father figure and the patriarch of this family yeah it's sort of he, he feels as though the burden falls on him to fix everything and, and sort of make everything better sort of thing and then when he's sort of forced essentially to share the burden with the rest of his family he discovers that's sort of what he should have been doing all along life becomes much easier when he's sort of like oh no okay that's 
much if I just am honest and open and share with my family, then my life becomes much easier. Yeah. No. Um, I, I think there's something sort of sort of intensely powerful about that. I think because um, Brad Bird said in an interview something about how all the powers of all the the characters in the family are sort of respective of their role in the family. Like Mister Incredible is strong because the father figure is sort of supposed to be strong, as it were. Yeah. And um, what is it now, Miss? Um, Mrs. Incredible is stretchy because uh, mums are pulled a hundred different ways with kids wanting to do this and some people wanting to do this and whatever it might be. Um, she, what was it he said? Um, Violet. Teenage girls um, are... What's the word? Um, I forget what he used, but he was like a very self-conscious and stuff. So she just wanted to like uh, sort of disappear from sort of view every now and then. And um, sort of small boys are like very hyperactive. So he wanted that to represent like dashes super speed and all that sort of stuff yeah and um the baby has like unlimited potential and all the rest of it so that's like a a powerful metaphor and whatever yeah definitely that that's yep that skins i guess yep (laughs) (laughs) yeah that does that does scan yeah yep um (laughs) i've uh i've seen some articles about this film Mm -hmm. and or these films i should say and they talk about it being a Randian propaganda. Right. <laughs> now, for those of you that don't know what Randian propaganda is, it's in reference to um, a woman called Ayn Rand, who created a philosophy called objectivism, which basically, the short version is, uh, normal people are fucking useless and weak, and super superior people should get everything they want and you should just be selfish and not give a fuck about anyone so yeah i mean and you can sort of see that with it the first film it's like the public just inexplicably just hates superheroes all of a sudden yeah yeah. and they're portrayed as like the uh the annoying sort of low-level people getting in the way of yeah you know the unregulated sort of power that superheroes have um Mm. I don't know whether Brad Bird has confirmed this, but it seems to be like it seems to be like stuff that a lot of people have been talking about, mm-hmm. um, which would be a shame. No, it's um, yeah, uh, that would be a massive shame. Uh, <laughs> w- 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 uh, any regular listeners will know how we feel about capitalism, but um, yeah, that's sort of the Randian philosophy is that like express extreme capitalism, the market forces will regulate themselves and all the rest of it, yeah. and um. Yeah, now you've said it, the films are a bit sort of... There are a group of people who are inherently superior to others, and it's like, well, that's just grotesque. Um, yeah. I mean... Yeah, okay. It's, I, I suppose... But I'm, I don't know if it is, because it's 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 complicated, because mm. it's it's shown that superheroes have like, made mistakes, mm. and mm. I suppose it's asking, should superheroes exist morally like should they yeah. be allowed to like exist and i don't know if there are super villains like actual yeah. threats that can't be sort of you know sort of curtailed by mm. normal means then i guess but like they shouldn't be beyond the law or beyond mm. or mm. beyond people's sort of no nobody should be beyond sort of justice yeah exactly and it should be, yeah. they should be like, I guess, like, the police in some way. Like, obviously, mm. an idealized version of the police. That, yeah, that, not the actual. Yeah, yeah the, the, the answer to <laughs> the answer to us rather than the fucking. Yeah, but that's another thing. Um, yeah, I mean, let's let's not get into the horrific acts of violence committed by police on a extremely regular scale throughout history and especially extremely recent history let's perhaps not get into that <laughs> no we don't um, want to do that um, maybe if we give a group of people express power over essentially everybody they come into contact with power will corrupt them hmm. mm, yeah it's maybe an, that'll be the case it's an interesting mm, philosophy i wonder if anyone's made that um observation before who knows <laughs> who knows um Right, we've got some more stuff about the Incredibles before we start yes. talking about horrific police matters. Yes. Um, what is it with Disney Pixar and like, essentialist names? Like, what, what do you mean? Dash. He's 
Mm. He's fast. Um, scar. He's got, he's got a scar on his face. Has the scar. Yep. Yeah. Um, Wheezy. I suppose it's... Wheezy? Who's Wheezy? From Toy Story. Oh, right. And... Who the fuck is... You know the penguin? <laughs> the little oh, toy God, penguin. penguin. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's Wheezy. Who was called Wheezy before he became Wheezy. <laughs> um... So either his name wasn't Wheezy, and then he was just fucking, haha, you're Wheezy now. Like, I mean, <laughs> wow. Mm. I don't... Or did they make him Wheezy in order to call him Wheezy yeah, this... in a deep, in a really dark timeline? Yeah, stuffed like dust down his throat or something. Oh, Jesus. Or Yeah, well, it, why did the name Scar as they did? Did they, like, <laughs> one day he'll probably get a scar on his face, so he'll yeah. start preparing for that eventuality. <laughs> That's like naming your child trauma. <laughs> One day you'll you'll experience trauma. So I mean, there you go. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure there's like Lion King beta canon, where it's confirmed that Scar's original name—I forget the actual word—but it was like um um. I think the English translation was like garbage or trash or rubbish or. That's even so worse. Like you called your your kids um. Mufasa and whatever the, this other name was, and I'm pretty sure Mufasa means king, or it means king or or, or leader or something like that. Yeah. Um. So you know, if you call your kids king and trash, then <laughs> what, are, what are you setting them up for there? Do you have a favourite? Uh. <laughs> yeah. I remember my math teacher told me this story. I don't know how true it is, but about um like this father that had two sons, and um I. I presume there was also a mother involved i don't think it was just this one guy that cloned himself but um <laughs> i i uh, and there was he called one of them winner and one of them loser mm. as like a an, a social experiment have you heard this no yeah and the idea was that like and supposedly the guy that called was called loser was like yeah yeah my name's loser let's just get over it and get on with it sort of thing um and then he sort of went on to have quite a good career and a good family life and all the rest of it wow um and like the guy that was called Winner ended up in, like, prison because he was like, I'm a winner. I'm, I'm always going to win. I'm always going to come out on top sort of thing. And that sort of corrupted him a bit and he started doing horrid things and, yeah. Wow. I mean, that is... That's social experimenting, if ever I heard it. <laughs> yeah, ex- sort of doing bizarre experiments on your children is perhaps not yeah. a, a good course of action ever. It's like taking, yeah, exactly. It's like taking those like, social experiment videos like, too far. Mm. It's like, hey guys, we're going to do a social experiment today where I've named my children winner and loser. <laughs> Let's see what happens 50, yeah, 50 yeah. years later. I'm a fucking winner. Like, like, um, that's just, yeah, that, the person who did that should probably be, um, at least put fi- some kind of jail yeah at least yeah. find i mean <laughs> but yeah um do you think that frozone's wife was the real villain of the because of what her 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 her, her cunning plan to hide frozone's super suit <laughs> no i do not think that that made frozone's <laughs> wife who is canonically called honey um i do not think um it, it was honey's plan to derail the superhero operation. Well, I mean, you never know, do you? Maybe that. Maybe that's lit. I could be interested if they made like a third one. <laughs> and she was the supervillain. She was the supervillain. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's always that. That might be yeah, interesting. They always could. Yeah. Um. I don't think they will, but they could. No, they they prob- they definitely won't. Um. <laughs> do you have a favorite villain out of the two films? Um. I kind of enjoy Syndrome's, like... Because what he's saying doesn't really make any sense. So I kind of enjoy that that he's he, his motivations don't make any sense. Yeah. Although there is something to be said for a supervillain that you kind of agree with. But yeah. their methods are too extreme. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. I prefer... I do prefer Screenslaver. Be- mm, because mm. she is just so much more relatable and understanding. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Syndrome is like a toxic sort of fanboy who's mm, just mm. forever enraged. Like, for, like, it just doesn't stop. It's like, I was spurned. I mean, that, that sort of speaks maybe to the... to the sort of culture of, of, of superheroes. 
and how like mm. how obsessed people can get. I can, mm. can you imagine mm. if like, the Avengers like, were real and like, like I mean Marvel and like DC fans are already like at each other's throats twenty four seven. Exactly. So can you imagine yeah. if they like, actually existed? Like the I love I love stories where like. Like superheroes are like examined in a sort of social context rather than just them going about like punching villains and stuff like that. Like mm, the boys mm. does a really good sort of thing with that, and the Incredibles mm, sort of mm. touches on that. Like they work for like a big company, and it's more about PR and it's more about sort of um, presenting your image. You know, mm. the boys does do a good job of that. You're right. Yeah. It's um, sort of horrible. <laughs> yeah, the boys. Um, like I really struggled when when we we did the boys, I actually kind of really struggled watching it in that like, I I was sort of getting towards the end of the first season and it was just sort of horrible to the degree that I was genuinely struggling to watch it. Yeah. Um. And Homelander like deafened that blind guy and I was like fucking hell. Yeah. This is just intensely horrid. Every single thing that happens is just horrible. Um. But then I think it, it did make an interesting point about how it's like, oh no, it's all just PR. Everything is just PR. It's like, oh Jesus. Yeah, I mean, Homelander is, I think, probably the most despicable character, mm-hmm. at least on television at the moment. Mm. Mm. <sighs> Jesus Christ. And I do, I do like that Anthony Starr, who of course plays Homelander, is very quick to just sort of say, no, no, Homelander's a cunt. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and just sort of say that and say, yep, Homelander's a cunt. That's it. Yeah, he said, like, there is no way that he should be redeemed in any way. Like, yeah, either, yeah. either he should, like, be utterly defeated or, like, just continue to be an arsehole. There is no point in trying to, like, find good in this <laughs> yeah, person, yeah. you know? Um, But, yeah. Like, and, and The Incredibles too. sort of, like, I don't know what came out first, but, like, the, you know... Incredibles are working for a big company now. It's mm, more about mm. PR with them, and it's all about image and stuff like that. Yeah. So, like, I, I imagine if superheroes existed, they would become property of these big companies. You know. Yeah, either that, or it'd be like Watchmen, and the government would sort of take ownership of you, sort of thing, and and keep you in a lab like they did with Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, but I I really do enjoy such stories like that because it really points to. It makes for, well, it makes for good storytelling, and it also sort of points to our, you know, our sort of assets acquiring society. Um, mm, mm, mm. But yeah, I know what you mean. It's um, yeah, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but these films do have a weird message about like almost capitalism. Like the only <laughs> reason that these people are valuable is that they provide a service to society. If they did not provide the service, then they would be not valuable. Yeah. Like, it's um, it's sort of more noticeable with uh, Mrs. Incredible, how her her perceived worth of, of herself and of other people's, of other people's view of her worth is determined by the amount of superhero work she's doing. And in the first film, when she's, like, sort of mostly just sort of a housewife, she's just almost a... She's, What's the word? In her interactions with people, she almost behaves like a background character. Yeah. And then she sort of starts superheroing again, and she's like becomes more confident in herself, and she's like, "I am a more valuable member of society now." And you're like, "Oh, God, okay." <laughs> yeah, I mean, sort of. I I I agree with you completely, and like touching back on the sort of whole sort of Randian and capitalist strain of it, mm. the villain of the first film is someone who wants everyone to be super yeah and like that's a really good point the, the villain is a communist <laughs> i don't know if, <laughs> i don't know if i would go that far like he his motivations are like so fucked like but the idea that oh and when everyone's super no one will be it's like is that i mean i mean it doesn't really scan does it? no that you is that meant to be a bad thing? Like, I don't agree mm. that there should be like, supermen roaming about that are just objectively better than quote-unquote normal people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, completely. Like, it's... it's That's why I was like, sort of... Eh, it's a bit... It's a bit weird. Um, yeah, it is weird. It's um. It's also quite strange that it's like... 
Because the technology he's invented doesn't necessarily have to be used for superhero purposes. If he invent like um if he invented the patent or whatever and then sold it for a dollar to to be an open source blueprint. Yeah. Then that technology could be used for a lot of things. It could be used to make space travel cheaper. Uh, it could be used to make international travel cheaper and clean, free. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then like, but instead. They're viewing it as a way to further just yourself yeah. and nothing else. He, like he doesn't, he doesn't want to use the zero point energy for anything else, just so he can develop superpowers. Yeah, he doesn't want to like, like destroy like the commodity form. Like he, he literally says, "I'll sell my inventions." Like, like he does. <laughs> oh, he's a communist. No, no, no. He's, he's going to sell all that and make. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good point. Actually, yeah. Yeah. He wants to. He wants to retire off his inventions. Yeah, exactly. But um. No, it's interesting. Mm, mm. Um, I I really like this. is a bit of a it's a bit of a, a subjective thing, but I really love the whole uh, dynamic of when a family of superheroes have powers that complement each other, or any team of superheroes. Yeah, like it's here, it's in the Fantastic Four, it's in like Avengers, everything. I love when a team of heroes have complementary powers, sort of thing. Definitely, look at the the sequences of like them getting chased by the the guys in the sort of uh, hoverbouts and stuff like that like they're so like, well executed because like mm. and they don't break the rules of the powers that they have yeah exactly but uh, i know we can talk about like, like politics and all that but these films on their own are just fun they're just they're just expertly crafted fun films i could yeah. watch I, I i i genuinely could like just watch them over and over again yeah yeah i know exactly what you mean um I I think I have watched them over and over again. Yeah. Um, Incredibles two, the even just the animation in Incredibles one and two, but especially the second one. Things like um, I remember the promo pictures being released um for the second one and people zooming in and you can see the individual threads in Bob's polo shirts and stuff. It's really utterly insane. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the these are like in extreme four K, massively upscaled images promo images yeah i don't know if you paused the film and zoomed in on your tv you'd be able to but yeah like there you can tell there's a team of very skilled artists working at pixar working very hard on everything yeah and it really shows on this definitely well i know who the real villain is though who's that it's not frozone's wife is it Anne rand it's not it's not ayn rand she's she's up there but it's not her um <laughs> it's not screensaver Okay. It's not syndrome. Okay. It is Mister Incredible's boss before he returns yes. to the yes, superhero. What a disgusting little toad mm-hmm. that man is! <laughs> Holy shit! People are getting claims. That means we are losing money. Oh my god! What, what about our people? Like, oh. Mhm. And um, this is a bit of a weird tangent. I had a maths teacher who looked and behaved. A lot like that, um, that that boss before he became a superhero. Oh my god! Um, I mean, I doubt he listens to the podcast, but you know, yeah, I had a. He was sort of um, Hiya. a very angry small man. Um, it was very strange. <laughs> I guess he's. I guess look, people like him are the the villains that we can never seem to overcome. A eh, Lewis. Mm, eh? mm, well, well, yeah, yeah. We did not see eye to eye. This math teacher and I. No. Um, <laughs> But either way, I think I'm actually out of notes at the minute, Cocker. Are you? I think I am, yeah. Guess what? What? I am too. Oh, blimey. It ain't that a thing. Um, it is a thing. You're completely right, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, have we got some a, a cheeky bit of closing statement going on? Going on? Yes, definitely. Um, Very entertaining films that, again, are quite deep in their own way. Uh, mm. Have a lot to say without being overly preachy. Hmm. Extremely powerful films, which speak a lot about the both the positives and negatives of a traditional family dynamic, and they say some impressive and powerful messages almost effortlessly. Um, I really love these movies. I would rewatch them endlessly. Um, and that is the end of my closing statement, everyone. Definitely. Thank you and good night. <laughs> Definitely. I will say one more thing. The scene with Dash's teacher will never not be funny. <laughs> like, holy shit. Yeah, it is. Coincid- he moved. He moved. <laughs> Do you see? Right there! Well, you don't see it? <laughs> Listen, Bernie. Don't Bernie me! <laughs> yeah, that is a really good scene. You're right. It's really funny. Um, but yeah.
should we do some uh, pro Randy and shilling? Yeah, let's do some Randy and shilling. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, okay. <sighs> right, Bioshock was meant to be like um, a sort of a, a satire of Anne Rand's work. Yeah. So if you could pick a character from Bioshock and mimic their voice to do the shilling, please. Wow, cheers for that on the spot. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm only messing with you. Come on, let's just do some shilling. Uh, I need... Give me a minute. Um, There's that guy at the start. Um, he's not Atlas, is it? What's his name? He's like he's Irish. He speaks with an Irish accent. Um, Would you kindly do this? Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Have you? How far along are you in Bioshock now? <laughs> Fucking not very. Oh, um, okay. But yeah. Well, they, go on, Chuck. Um, hit me with some. Hit me with some. Some link trees. Uh, okay, we have link trees, and uh, <laughs> I'll start with Lewis's. Uh, Lewis's link tree is linktr.ee slash Lewis underscore Brindley. Um, my link tree is linktr.ee slash O'Hiram, and the podcast link tree is linktr.ee slash Shouting Into the Void. Where hey, can I get a round of applause? Holy shit! I was holding my breath. The entire t- no, well, I wasn't. That was very um, impressive, Danny. I'm I'm very proud of you. Congratulations on um on on your your pro link training. Yes, you can find all our socials on there: Instagram, Facebook, our YouTube channel. Just go have a look. Um, we also have a PayPal donate button, so anything you can spare, anything at all, would be greatly um appreciated. Uh, we also Indeed have, it would. We also have Patreon, and we want to mm-hmm. take a moment to thank our wonderful. Wonderful patrons who keep the lights on. Um, yes. Chloe. Thank you. Darius. Thank you. Sophie. Thank you. Peter. Thank you. Aditya. Thank you. Richard. Thank you. Natalie. Thank you. And Dougie. Thank you very much. One and all, you enable us to keep talking about whether Godzilla and King Kong, who would win in a fight... Um, so thank you very much for allowing us to do that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, we also have some adverts, don't we, Lewis? Uh, we do. I think I'm editing this week. So uh, we're going to play the first advert now. Do you know what my favourite part of recording the podcast is, Danny? Is it talking to me about movies and stuff? No, definitely not. <laughs> my favourite part is making and drinking a beautiful cup of coffee to keep me focused and centred while we record. I really like using coffee from my favourite roastery, Café Hormozzi. I've heard very good things about them. Aren't they a small, family-run roastery in Kent that roasts, grinds and sells excellent coffee? So good, in fact, that they guarantee not to ship anything they wouldn't drink themselves? They are indeed. They have a 100% customer satisfaction rate, and it's easy to see why. I'm currently drinking a mug of their house blend, and it's delicious, it's rich, it's nutty, and it's earthy, just how you'd want it to be. Mm, that sounds good. I'll have to go to hormozy.co.uk, that's hormozy, and pick up a bag with 5% off using our Shouting Into The Void discount code SITV5. That sounds like a great shout. I'd personally recommend their Vietnam White Dragon Origin coffee. It's delicious, and just like all of their coffee, it's great value too. Great! Now can we go talk about movies? No, this cup of coffee's far too good. We just recorded that, and, I mean, already it's a classic. perfect. Yeah, yeah. utterly beautiful. But here's another one that's also perfect. Am I right? Yeah, and you are completely right. Uh, You'll hear that now. Danny, I've got some amazing news. Oh, really? What? I'm going to make you a hat. Thanks. But but why? Well, because Right Side Yarns, who sell beautiful and unique wool, have recently released a new range. Oh, I've heard of them. Aren't they that fantastic Scottish business that sells high-quality hand-dyed products perfect for crafting with? They certainly are, and they're sponsoring the show. Really? Have they heard the show? Yes, and apparently they like it. Kezia, the owner of the business, has given us a generous 15% off code for any of our listeners to use. Is is that why you've got Void15 written in your hand? It is! If you or any of our listeners would like to use the code, simply enter VOID15 at checkout with a capital V. Great! Where do I check out? You can go to their website at rightsideyarns.co.uk or check them out on Instagram at kezia underscore rightsideyarns. Fantastic! This hat you're making me better be good. See, Woo. the adverts just keep getting better and better. There's we could just keep making adverts for it. Well, maybe we should start a company. 
called Void Advertising. Yeah. Where we just make adverts. And nobody would buy any. <laughs> that's that's where the void comes in. Um, yep. <laughs> What's your bank account balance? Null and void. <laughs> and last but not least, we are partnered with another fantastic company called Number 12 Crochet Avenue. And Lewis has got some wonderful things to say about them, all of which are true. I do indeed. Number 12 Crochet Avenue is a wonderful business run by my wonderful wife, in which she crochets and does everything you could possibly imagine that is even vaguely near crocheting, and she is really, really good at it. So I would recommend going and checking it out on Instagram, at number 12 Crochet Avenue, for some of the most aesthetically pleasing content you will ever see. Go and take a look. It would mean the world to everybody, including the penguin wearing a unicorn onesie, which I keep on my desk. Amazing. You've just looked at that and just thought, I'll add that in instead of my cat, haven't you? (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Sometimes the penguin makes it into the back of the Nugget of Bullshit videos, and I'm surprised nobody's ever mentioned it. Well, I'll be sure to mention it next time that you're oh, doing one. fantastic. Well. I'll be like, hey, there it is. Have you, there he is. Has he got a name? Um, I think he does. Yeah, I think I called him Pascal or Pedro, because it's nice. a penguin, so I think I picked a P name. I can't remember. Nice. Well, there you go. Mm. Um, Well, yeah, that was The Incredibles 1 and 2. Indeed it was. Uh, um, what are we doing next week, Dan? I shall spin the wheel for you all. Uh, okay. Whee! Ooh. Uh, I've, I've, the wheel has finished, I hope. Oh, yeah, it has. No, that fucking wheel, Daniel. You um. <laughs> um, superb. <laughs> but, um, yes, I have I have used the power of random number generation from the wheel to discern that we are doing Ratatouille next week. Yes. A classic. Another classic. One of, one of my utter favorite pixar films i absolutely adore it i love cooking i love rats what's not to love <laughs> okay <laughs> i love cooking i love rats especially when when i'm cooking uh nice and yes, healthy i love having rats in the kitchen that's my favorite part of cooking absolutely Lewis, what are you making oh, i'm making marinara oh why are there a dozen rats in the kitchen for flavor <laughs> <laughs> for the for the aesthetic um for the aesthetic yeah but, but there you go Indeed. Um, I think that is all we've got time for this week. I hope you have a wonderful um, Sunday evening, if you're listening to this on Sunday. If you're not, have a wonderful day. Yes, definitely. And we shall see you, hear you, smell you, uh, be selfish in every way possible. Not really, because that's fucking choking. Uh, next week. Indeed we will. Have a lovely day. Uh, thank you for Bye. Bye.